Eagle looking great. Here we go. Well, I say, welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. I do declare my name is Anthony. And I am the Hopped Up On Moans co-host. Are you a moaning? Are you a high on the moans, Christopher? <laughs> I am but a crumb on the wit of your biscuit. Oh, oh grits, grits, grits. I, I do say. <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> yes, my good sir. Yes, my yeah. my devil of a doppelganger. <laughs> Snow, you can hate it all you want. You can hate it all you want. You're stuck with us. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. Uh, the podcast will review anything and everything science fiction media, I guess. <laughs> uh, we're here this week, if you didn't know already to talk about Lower Decks, Star Trek Lower Decks, Season 4, Episode 4, Something Borrowed, Something Green, which would make our whole opening bit make sense. If you haven't seen that, then we sound real dumb right now. Well, dumber than normal. Eh. Yeah, it's been a- another week, another episode. We've been recording um, our uh, our horror in space episodes for October in between all this. Horror um, in space. In space. It, it's a very interesting palate cleanser to watch a couple of horror films, which I won't get into whether they're good or bad or not, but a couple of horror films and then Star Trek Lower Decks. And then a couple of horror films and then Star Trek Lower Decks. It's a nice Question. palate cleanser. Question. Nice palate cleanser. Yeah. In space, can anyone hear you pod? Uh, they can't because pod, uh, they, it goes over <laughs> like... It doesn't go over radio waves. It's in space, right? Like, I mean, if anybody can, oh, I guess it could. So anybody can pick it up, right? Subs- you can subspace. subspace relays. Yeah. Um, drift communication. I mean, I don't know how, how communication does- works in Star Wars. Does do, I, I'm guessing that communication goes through hyperspace. What about quantum entanglement? Quantum what, entanglement. What was a what was it? Mass Effect with the. The, the way they justified being able to communicate across the vastness of space. Magic? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Edie at the, the beginning of the second game was like, oh, yeah, I, I blah, 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 quantum entanglement. And I was like, cool. I mean, they could, I guess, but that would only work with one point to a second point, not that you couldn't just call somebody, yeah, right? I don't, I don't know. I just like shooting things in the face with the shotgun and then biotic charging them. That's what I remember. No, they, oh, you're a dirty bionic user. <laughs> of course I am. Um, have you ever seen the Vanguard flowchart for fighting enemies? <laughs> You've shown it to me, yes. <laughs> you have shown it to me, yes. Oh, goodness. Uh, I feel like I, I uh, usually at this part, I ask you how you're doing. We do some banter about your week. But really, we've been recording a lot because of this October stuff. So I, I don't feel the need, but mm. I'm going to anyways. How okay. have you been for the last 48 hours? Uh, you know, I've, I've had a, a pretty decent amount of time. I started watching um, Pick Supernatural back up. Mm-hmm. Um, after my six or seven episode break from or break of DS9, I forgot, I totally forgot to mention that Amanda Tapping is in this season of Supernatural. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when she first shows up on screen, I was like, hey, Carter. Uh, and then we just got to the end of season eight. Metatron showed up, Ooh. aka the guy, I don't remember the actor's name, but he, but whoever he is, he has one of the greatest lines in any movie I've ever seen. It's called Better Off Dead. Mm. Uh, it's John Cusack in it and they're at the top of this mountain and this guy's like a crazy drug addict and he's like this is 100% real snow <laughs> like <laughs> he like snorts the snow and he's like oh my god it, 
my, my brain it's like it's frozen it uh yeah okay well it. i've been great it. thank you uh for asking um <laughs> it's been fantastic i i've been playing through uh saints row the new one in co-op because you mm. can finally do that when it came out co-op was so broken you'd sometimes get in the game and it would be good for a minute and then it would crash and whatnot and then we i think we tried to play it after like the first round of updates same thing like play through a mission and then it would get to an infinite loading screen and make you redo the whole mission. Uh, but they released the final, like the final paid DLC. And I thought, oh, okay, this would be the perfect time. You know what? I'll wait a few weeks extra just to see if there's any patches that come out like immediately after that DLC and the whole studio got shut down. Uh, so I think it's fair to say that it's in the best state it's going to be. And uh, <laughs> no, so far a, a few hiccups, but nothing, nothing to write home about. I've been really, really enjoying that. Uh, I got a really good laugh today because or yeah today with my dad uh, one of the cars you can get in the game is a miata mm. or it's not a miata but it looks like a miata my dad bought it famously and our family bought a miata he wanted one forever he got one it was uh i don't want to say what period of like, exactly what his age was but he was in his midlife if that makes <laughs> sense it's red it, right it was green, actually. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I remember now because it was the first Miata I had ever seen in my life that wasn't red. There so. you go. Uh, well, I laugh because in in Saints Row, the Miata-looking car is called a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, a, I had a, good, um, a good laugh at my dad's expense today. But, but I do declare, Christopher, we're not here to talk about my, my father or his crises. We're here to talk about Star Trek Lower Decks Season four, episode four, something borrowed, something green. If we look at the uh, the blurb on IMDb, Tendi is summoned back to Orion for a wedding. And like, what what is like? I guess is, is that's I guess that's a good blurb. Like, it's like, hey, this is the premise. <laughs> this doesn't give away anything that happens in the episode, but here's the uh, premise. I mean, that's less a blurb and just more of like the like the elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, for I this suppose. episode, like. Mike Mahan is, he's walking into whoever's office, you know. I think it's just Mike McMahon. I think the, I think it's man. Is Whatever. It Whatever his name is. <laughs> like, he's he's like, he's sitting around the water cooler and they're like, man, yeah. we need to, you know, come up with ideas for next season. He's like, what if Tindy uh, goes back to Orion for a wedding? And they're like, deal. Perfect. That's the, that's the blurb. <laughs> that's the blurb. Well, this is uh, sitting at 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, just only 134 ratings. It's still pretty fresh. Uh, if we can see how that compares to the rest of the season, uh, 8.2, 7.9, 7.4, 7.8. Uh, sorry, my preview screen is all blurry. So a little better than the last episode, which I would agree with, but uh, it's uh, coming in. I think the, coming in at 7.8 is pretty roughly the same as uh, I have no bones yet. I must flee. How did you feel about this episode, Chris? How did you feel about the deep dive into Orion? Well, a very particular piece of Orion culture. I think the rating is all wrong. Okay. It's, I'm, I'm actually really upset at the rating. Um, I feel like this episode's an 11. <laughs> it's one of the funniest episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks I've seen yet. Everything about this episode was fantastic from Jump. One of my favorite moments of all of Star Trek is in... Star Trek 09, when Kirk's getting busy um, mm. with, I think Kayla is her name. Um, and he's like, whoa, I love you. And he like shakes his head. And he's like, hey, and then like, aren't Ryan supposed to, you know, do whatever? And she's like, I can't believe you'd accuse me of doing that. 
And just uh, I, I've I've always found that hysterical. Totally not Star Trek, uh, but but very funny. And Tendi for seasons of this show has has alluded to it. I even called it out. I think in the first or second episode that of this uh, or when we started streaming again for this season, I said mm-hmm. I think they're going to do something on Orion. Oh yeah, because they keep Tendi keeps bringing up Orion stuff. And uh, like she's she's like yeah I'm you know that's something that Orions do I don't do that or um, I think Not there all was Orions or... there was an episode in season two or three where they had to where she and Beckett had to go yeah. pretend or pretend to be pirates I, I thought everything was great about the episode like all of the like because the little green men or the like or the, the the green woman became a trope of television because of that episode of Star Trek back in the day. I don't mm-hmm. even remember what it's called anymore. It's not the menagerie. Well, but, well uh, it, it. I mean, you would talk about the first time, the very first episode, like the unaired pilot has an Orion. The Orions are the very first named alien species in Star Trek. Yeah. No, but um, no, it's, I thought the episode was great. Everything about it. Um, just we knew Tindy was a badass. We knew it like from the second or third episode of the show. Yeah. Um, and we've just really kind of figured out that she was supposed to be a a prime which uh, uh, astonishingly enough is not the 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 general of um a Goa'uld warlord and it's not has it doesn't mean that she holds that she's not the leader of the Autobots which is yeah. where I went yeah yeah and she's not divisible by herself or one uh but that she is in fact supposed to she's trained to be an assassin for her family's crime syndicate and uh she ended up leaving that family the, the crime syndicate because she wanted to be a scientist. We learned that in the final few minutes of the episode. Right. Um, and then so, you know, we go to the underground bars on Orion. We learn about the, the hormones uh, and that, that is something can, that, that can be secreted, not necessarily has to be secreted. Not all females can do it apparently. And I'm, it, I'm it, hopped up on that stink. <laughs> and that the males can, you know, choose to become monadics. Uh, I think like maybe underrated comedy moment of this episode is when she, when Talyn and Beckett meet Tindy's parents mm-hmm. and she's like, this is my mm-hmm. mother. Uh, she has this like title. And then she's like, this is my dad, Bert. Bert. <laughs> like there's like a, I like, think there's an apostrophe in it. Yeah. And he's just like, hello, I'm Bert. Uh, just, we got a picture of him here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hi. Yeah. And like whenever he talks, like, like the his mom or her mom just side eyes him. Like, did I say you could say anything out loud? Uh, it reminded me very much of um, how in Dungeons and Dragons and in, in Faerun, the Drow society where it's matriarchal and the and the women are considered the leaders, mm-hmm. and the men are just essentially there to facilitate the process of making more Drow. Very Amazonian ish. Yeah, no, great episode. I'm not even like I didn't even touch on the B story that is. Uh, uh, it's such on the B story of uh, Boimler and Rutherford uh, apparently solving all their disputes by just going on the holodeck and pretending to be the same person. So, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how they were able to put this A and B story together in all seriousness. Like, they're not related in any way. They have, they're, they're completely separate. They go into completely brand, different brands of comedy. I have not laughed this hard at a lower I, at a lower decks episode. This is this is the funniest one. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite one. 
I think some of the uh, some of the some of the big season finales are definitely um, definitely take the cake. And there's of course the Deep Space Nine episode, but this episode is the funniest episode of the season so far. Yeah. I think it's I think it's e- an easy 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 win. Do we have a picture of the the Twains? There we go. I am but a crumb on the biscuit of your wit, sir. <laughs> <laughs> He said that, and I might have fallen off the couch. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Uh, do we have a picture of uh, a picture of him holding the newspaper? I shared I shared this with you earlier today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the newspaper says Missouri, <laughs> Missouri, <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> I like that he answers the call. The ransom tells him to come to the bridge, and he's like, "Oh, say we'll be right there, sir." <laughs> yeah, it's like they kind of mentioned it at the very end. When yeah. um when Boimler, like Boimler was talking about what they went through, and I don't know if it was Tindy or, or Becky, but they're like, you know, why are you guys upset that you didn't come? He's like, oh, we didn't get to go to a pirate wedding or a, <laughs> a pirate planet or a wedding that no one ever gets to go to. You wonder why we're upset about it? Yeah. Um, like it, I don't. I think it. I don't remember. Again, I don't. Maybe it's Talyn. She says, you know, you guys could have discussed. Maybe you could have, you know, hashed out your discussion and talked about your feelings. And they're like, why would we do that? We could just we can just be Mozart whenever we have a disagreement. Very much some like a lot of conflict resolution in this episode. We a lot of conflict resolution. A lot about them. Oh. Um, <laughs> what I didn't know is that on Orion, there's wedding kidnappings. That's normal. Yeah, they, they're traditional. Yeah. But usually they happen after the save the date before the <laughs> invitations. It's way too late for there to be another kidnapping. I, yeah. I did I did enjoy with them being Mozart at the very end. And they're just bad at it. <laughs> they're just making noise. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that uh, in that painting? Is that uh, Salieri? Is that uh, what that was? That painting? I have no, no. idea. Yeah. No clue. Fair I'm enough. not that smart. Oh. You ever seen Amadeus? The movie? Mm-mm. Okay, fair enough. Never mind. Uh, it's probably the picture is cropped out, so we probably can't see it. Yeah, I don't know. There might have been a, a longer shot of it. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, no, you did call pretty early on that we were going to go to Orion at some point this season. Uh, and they have been kind of laying the breadcrumbs, right? Like Tendi had that. I think it was season one. She had the Black Ops episode mm-hmm. where she goes, she's supposed to be there just to like beam them out. But she's not paying attention because she's so like distracted by the fact that she's there. And then it just ends up murdering every like running the whole op on her own. Uh, and then we have, yeah, like you said, the episode where we find out she's the whatever the Winter Star, and uh, with with the girls' trip with her and Mariner, and then the Deep Space Nine episode where she meets the other Orion, and she's like trying to. It's weird. She's like ashamed of her culture, so there's still some uh, character arc left to where she can become less ashamed of her culture. She can maybe embrace it a bit more, right? I mean, like this, the look she's giving Tilin here. She gives that constantly. She's like, ah, no, this is, don't worry about this. Just, <laughs> it's okay. What's, fun, what's funny is like, uh, this is the look I give people when I mention that I have a podcast. <laughs> this is the look I give you when you mention people we have a podcast. <laughs> I'm a, like, people are like, hey, so, like, do you have any hobbies? I'm like, yeah, I have a podcast. And they go, yeah. And then oh, I go, and then I go <laughs> no, it's about science fiction movies. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's not it's not how much about I, uh, how much I hate women. No, yeah. it's not like that at all. No. Wow. <laughs> Why would you immediately go there? Oh, it's just it's not political at all, which is important. Yeah. Because, uh, except because, for when it is. How do I put this? I'll be like, oh yeah, I well I do this sometimes. Sometimes I have a podcast where I'll do this or that, and they'll and they'll be like, oh really? What's the name of your podcast? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, I want to check it. I'm like, no, no I'm not. I'm here to just. I'm not here to give you. I'm not here to try to advertise. We're just having a conversation. It's, well, they're, also, not gonna, they're not going to listen anyways. Also, you're not going to listen to this anyways. <laughs> I think there's one time in the past year I sent somebody a link to an episode because we were having a discussion about whatever it was that we had reviewed. Uh, regardless, back coming back around, <laughs> I think there's still some progress to be made as far as Tindy's character goes. You, she needs less shame, right? Less shame, I think. She needs to embrace her heritage, which she's getting a little better at. Um, well, is it is it shame or is it just like... I mean... It looks like embarrassment to me. Like she's worried about what people are going to think about her if they learn this about her people. Right? Like, sure. She's always fighting against stereotypes and this type of thing. And she's real nervous about anything that might reinforce that stereotype. Makes her uncomfortable. Yeah, I think it's shame. It's embarrassment, shame. What else would you call it? Oh, I'm not, I'm not sure if it, I'm just saying, I don't know if it's the right word. Mm. Like, cause it's, I don't think she's ashamed of being an Orion. I think she's a, like, I think you might be right. She's more ashamed of what people will think of her because she's an Orion. But I mean, there might be some lines of dialogue where people are like, oh, you're an Orion. And then she gets like defensive. I feel like mm. I'm getting that. I have that. It's coming to the forefront of my brain where it's like she gets mad at someone. She's like, not all Orions are like that. Um, you know, just the ones that are mistresses of the midnight constellations. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. How do you feel about Tulin? Oh, she's great. I think I've mentioned it before on, uh, if not on the pod, but our discussions internally is that I think Vulcans are the coolest race in really? all of Star Trek. I don't I, think I've ever heard you say that, actually. Oh, I think they're awesome. Like in a science fiction world mm-hmm. where for the most part, there's like even still they're the only ones who use logic. Like there's episodes with data where he's confused at the way that Vulcans react, because even though he's a machine, he doesn't use he, logic does not dictate his decision making. And I think that like all throughout TOS and some of the movies, whenever Bones calls him cold blooded, Spock that is, he's like, I'm it's not that I don't have compassion. It's just that this is the logical choice. Yeah. And the, the fact yeah. that they're they're crazy pacifists, but at the same time, they're so they can be so violent. And they're so strong. Like we never I don't think they ever really talk about it, but I'm pretty sure Vulcans are as strong, if not as stronger than Klingons. Like Yeah, they're pretty they're pretty strong. I'm not sure. I mean, Klingons are as strong as the plot needs them to be. Sure. Yeah. It's it's you know, you know, <laughs> Worf terrible at his job. Uh very bad. But like he got his last boss killed. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, but like I it's just I think they're I think they're awesome. They're an awesome race. And like I said, the, the fact that they're like they don't have any warships. Mm-hmm. Like they're just they're just pacifists. They're like, no, I just we're we're not gonna fight you. Like that the I think unification. That's probably yeah. one of my favorite two episode two or three episode arc in next gen, where like, you know, they're just like, Cool, I guess the Vulcans are gonna take over our planet. That's nice. Or the Romulans just gonna take over, take it over. Yeah. Vulcan. I guess that's the thing we gotta do now. I, I, Spock's great character is probably one of the best characters in all of Star Trek, but I just think the Vulcans are awesome. Uh, I love Talyn. I think she's great. Do you think so? I feel like the longer we, the longer Star Trek goes, the more emotion the Vulcans show. I feel like early on they're robots. They're pure robots. Anytime they show emotion, it's big and bombastic or, or what have you. And I think the more modern Vulcan, the more modern interpretations of them do like they show emotion, but it's so much more. Subtle. 
well, I think than anything even, else. And I, so, well, that's what I mean. And so with like with T- Talyn, like they made all of those jokes last season about how she's having an outburst on the Vulcan science ship. And yeah. to me and you, it's just like, no, man, she's just, I can't tell. Like, what are you talking about? But then, and even re- more recently, some of the Strange New World stuff, um, the Vulcans, the Vulcans have evolved in the media of, of the show to show that they have emotions. Um, and, and I like, in, a, in just much more subtle ways. Yeah. And as Phenom puts it, yeah, it's about their ability to control their emotion and not make decisions based on their emotions. Right. right. And maybe it's just because the acting's getting better or the directing has gotten better is why it's, you come, it comes through subtly. And you, you mentioned data being confused about them. I think they do make decisions based on emotions. Sometimes they just, I think they logic their way. They try to use logic to justify their emotions sometimes. Well, I think some, like, and this is Vulcan to Vulcan, a situation to situation, yeah. and we're way off the deep end. But I think a lot of times they have a conclusion and they don't realize it's an emotional conclusion. And then they back it up with, like, oh, yeah, I see how this could work without second guessing themselves. Well, just like any, anyone that has a superiority complex, right? Yeah. They either backtrack or they say, oh, yeah, no, that w- I, I would have done it that way anyways because it was a logical thing to do. Spock doesn't sacrifice himself to save everyone on the Enterprise because it's the logical thing to do. He does it because he knows that if he, it's going to kill everyone. So he makes the emotional and logical decision, right? To save the crew, because that's what, that's what heroes do with, uh, with Sarek, you know, when he has Bendai syndrome or whatever excuse they needed to kill him. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's old. (laughs) Uh, no, I mean, he like, Phenom is right. They have emotions. They, it just doesn't dictate, there's society. They've just repressed them so much that any hint of it or what we would consider, you know, a small, subtle thing for them is considered a major, you know, like when Spock punches that dude <laughs> yeah. in Star Trek 09 and they're like, dude, you, you're you're too emotional to be part of the Vulcan Science Academy. And then he's like trembling with rage as he's like essentially telling them to piss off like the Science Council. You know, that's like, you can see it. Like he's, he's getting ready to freak out and it's like, cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have probably had, I would have, you know, conducted myself a little different, but I'm just a human who no, fair isn't, enough. isn't pretending that I don't have emotions. Oh, the bar, the bar scene is great. The, yeah, the picture the bar scene is fantastic. we just yeah. went past. She's like, she's like, ah, oh, I got to go in here. Let me in. <laughs> We're gonna have to go in here, guys. <laughs> Let me in now. Who do you who think do you, you think are? Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Don't flay me. <laughs> Oh, don't worry, guys. I would never flay anyone. <laughs> oh, we're skipping over uh, the cold open, right? Like with the other Orion ship. And uh, oh, did you see? Did you hear? They got he got metal thing, or she got metal things attached to her head. That's so cool. I want to put metal things attached to my head. But you, gotta you gotta get a tattoo earn of it. it. <laughs> you gotta earn it. You can't just like. Like these pictures of these, like the incense, the lower decks of the Orions. Yeah. Um, so I can't holding in. up that big chain. I'm going to get a tattoo of this chain that goes from my neck down to my ankle. <laughs> I counted Mar- Mariner got stabbed five times in this episode. That's what I counted. Five? I only counted four. Uh, did you include the end where she says she got stabbed? Yeah, I did. Hmm. I did. She got stabbed in the bar. Then she got stabbed in the hump dungeon. Then she got stabbed on the derelict ship. That's right. Yeah, I guess so. Because when she goes, she's like, I'm not going to be a part of this. Yeah, and she it goes, just bounces. She goes and hits behind the yeah, it's a <laughs> It's a hump dungeon. Yeah, the hump dungeon. They have one of those in New Seattle, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, but it bounces off the 
pass yeah. us off it's an open like you mentioned panels man the panels on this in this uh on these ships just keep coming off <laughs> bounces right to her shoulder again my favorite bit is right after this <laughs> excuse me where she takes the bloody knife out of her and puts it in the jar full of bloody knives like they have a jar where they collect them yeah she's like oh sorry <laughs> sorry about that yeah. New Seattle. Like the guy in the background, right over the jar. <laughs> like, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, Phenom, who I, I didn't think was actually paying that close attention, did hear the words hump dungeon uh, as we were going through. That's where that's where all the males are getting off on the, the moans. Yeah. They're high on that stink. They're addicted. Well, they, like they, she sprays whatever, like to get them unaddicted. They're like, "Aw, another sex dungeon again? I gotta go again?" Dang it. <laughs> I wonder what it's like to be addicted to the moans. It sounds horrific, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. Those guys seem to, those uh, those Ryan seem to be having a good time. That's fair well, enough. One, Homeboy was uh, he was a willing addict. Yeah, well, his, I mean, his yeah. life had fallen apart. Yeah. It's like sometimes I follow her home. <laughs> sometimes I follow. Like, can you be a stalker at Orion Society? Like, I like, mean, yeah. If somebody says leave me alone, you don't. But I mean, no, because they just flay you. Hmm. <laughs> right? It's a female-dominated society, so I don't think all of them can flay. I think Tindy, mm. being who she is, can flay. Mm. I think there's a difference, right? Well, I like just... the lady, the madam, if you will, <laughs> that runs the Hump Dungeon. She can't just flay at will, right? Maybe she can. Maybe, I I don't know. Does she? I got Ursula vibes from this lady. <laughs> as Good. soon as she watched on the said. screen, I was like, she, "Oh shit!" Because she looks like Ursula. Uh, She's straight. It's just Ursula as an Orion. <laughs> who played that? Who played her? Uh, let's see. Full cast. Oh no! This is the funniest episode this season. Like we're circling jokes and we're talking about the the piece of Orion culture we've we've looked into. Oh, here's a picture of Ursula. Can we put that? Can we switch back to the other picture? Can we switch back and forth? Yeah. Give me one more go. I think it's the eyeshadow that does it. I think it's the eyeshadow. What's the white hair that's and the white? Yeah, the the whiter hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're circling the plot, but really we're just talking about jokes. We're just sharing jokes and we're we're laughing about it. Uh, which is one way to discuss a comedy, but I really did think this episode was good for a comedy. Uh, from a comedy perspective, this episode is the best this season. It's fantastic. I think the Voyager episode might outdo it if you're like a big Voyager fan, and of course the Moopsie episode for just the Moopsie. the ridiculousness that is Moopsie. But those were the only parts that are funny, right? This has just got joke after joke after joke. But at the same time, this is a 90s Star Trek episode. We are getting a closer look at the Orions. We are looking at their culture. Yeah, it's from a particular lens, but we're learning a lot through throughout, right? Like <laughs> the moans. Yeah, that exists, but that's more, uh, that's more seedy. It's not just all everywhere, right? Uh, we learn a little bit. Of, the syndicate is basically mafia families. <laughs> They're marrying and intermarrying like for, for power and whatnot. Uh, so we're learning a lot about about their culture. And you're right, it is matriarchal, which is which is interesting. Um also the name Bert, which is uh my my great grandfather's name is Bert <laughs> or was, I don't know how you, yeah. That's interesting. Didn't know that was an alien name. Ingrita. Ingrita. Yeah. That's the Ingrita. name of the madam. 
Yes. Not sure who the voice actor is still. Yeah, I'm sure they they have what would you call it? A stable of actors that they they go through. <laughs> so it's probably someone we've heard before. So the episode just it just hits everything. It hits a lot of the classic Trek, you know, like TNG used Worf in order to go into Klingon culture and learn about them, and DS9 used Quark and family to go into the Frangi culture. Enterprise does a lot with the Andorians, right? Exploring these people that have existed, but we've never really gone into it. Now we're getting to look at the Orions, and I think it's a great choice. I'm really glad they went with this and not repeating a culture we've already deep dived or creating a new one like Deep Space Nine did with like the Bajorans and whatnot. I think it I think it really, really works. I think it's it's really cool that they're doing it that way. Also, I never knew that I wanted to dress up as Mark Twain for Halloween. <laughs> Was um because we've already gotten the Breen, right? Breen? In this show. Weren't they weren't there Breen mercenaries when they go to that they go back to the planet or everyone's like when the when the AI ship was taking mm. over with those Breen mercenaries? I I don't think were they did they have like the helmets? Yeah. And talked funny? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think there were Breen. Um so I think Gorn Gorn are the only race that they haven't really explored in lower decks as far as I'm aware. Well, I think Gorn are a little off limits. Why? Do well, I mean, because of you not watching Strange New Worlds, I don't know how much you want me to spoil that uh, show, but uh, they're definitely going into Gorn culture from a uh, uh, adversarial perspective. Oh, uh, yeah. well, they're in the first season, yeah. so yeah, no, but they're they're very. Um, I think Gorn are the bad guys of start of uh, Strange New Worlds, and will continue to be for a while. They're mm. definitely uh, getting into more and more conflict, and okay. we're learning about them through that. Uh, no idea how that conflict's going to end. I don't know through the power of music, maybe. I'm a big fan of when they do the power of music. I see. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it lasts until Kirk hits one with a rock. <laughs> one of my favorite bits is, uh, I don't even know what it was for, but when Shatner, it's like like not even that long ago. Uh, so like Shatner sits down with somebody who's dressed in the Gorn outfit and they're rewatching the fight. They're talking about it. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like they're he's talking about it as himself, as Shatner, but he's treating the Gorn actor as if he's actually like Gorn, I guess. <laughs> it's really uh it's really interesting. Uh no, ten out of ten episode, eleven out of ten episode. Did you have an idiot of the episode? No. I, I have one, but it's a little bit of a stretch. Okay. It's the guy who is uh wasting his life away, addicted to the stink. <laughs> he wants to be there. That's a good point. He I know he's sad, you know. Uh Tindy's sister, who I guess is also named Tindy, because I kind of forget that Tindy's her last name. Yeah. Uh, De Erica or whatever her name is, <laughs> broke up with him. But, uh, man, you got to pick yourself back up. You know, you got to put yourself together. That's you got to push forward in life. Um, and I know it's hard. I know it's hard. And it might be harsh for me to call you an idiot, especially especially because of that good stink. But <laughs> get off the moans. Do something are, with your life. Drugs are bad, okay? Okay. Drugs are... Drugs are uh, bad if you waste all your time doing them. <laughs> that is not the PSA for this episode. <laughs> no, it is not. No, it is not. Oh, man. I don't even know, like, because our schedule's all, all odd. Uh, I think that um, by the time, if you're listening to this in podcast land, uh, yeah, we'll be starting our, we'll be officially starting Horror in Space. Horror in Space. In Space. Uh, this next Monday. Uh, starting with Event Horizon, which is uh, well outside our normal uh, like purview. It, it is not straight to stream. It is not straight to DVD. It is probably, I would describe it as cult. It's a cult classic, right? 
at this point. Um, it's also horror, which is something that I kind of stay away from. Uh, so it is way outside our normal uh, repertoire, if if you will. But uh, but a great start to horror in space. Man, what a movie! <laughs> Man, what a movie! Um, uh, if you have so we'll be doing that for the month of October before we uh, dive back into and of course continue the lower decks episodes until they are till the end of the season, really. So if you have any suggestions for things we should watch outside of horror month, horror in space month, uh, do you send them our way? You can email us sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com. We're also on all the social medias. I think there might be a new one out there by the time this comes along. Pinterest. Uh, we on Pinterest. We're not on Pinterest. Shoot, shoot, shoot. We are on, uh, we're on the, the Twitter or the X. We're on the Instagram. Uh, I think we're not on Facebook is the big one. We're not on. We're just not on Facebook. We're on Blue Sky now. I got like three posts on there as the time at the time of this recording. So uh, you can hit us up there if you like to DM us. They're open, or you can uh, just add us or whatever you got to do on whatever platform you're on. We really appreciate the suggestions. If you don't have a suggestion, go to iTunes or Spotify or Podchaser. Give us that five star review to let us know you like what we're doing. We really appreciate it, and it helps out a whole lot. And if you don't like us. Give us a five-star review and tell us why he didn't like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you leave a one-star review, I'm not going to read it. Yeah. If you want us to get your feedback. <laughs> the only one-stars we review are the <laughs> the yeah. one-star reviews that we read are the ones that people leave on movies. Oh, yeah. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And uh, give me that good, good stink. <laughs> Bye, guys. Oh, my wife doesn't even say that. <laughs> Oh, I think I'm supposed to go off air. Hold on. The angle has landed. Oh, I was going to do a Mark Twain one, but then I pivoted at the last second. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh...